We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. Welcome back. You know, it's been a really interesting couple of months, as I've said in the last couple of shows, and we've received an incredible amount of questions and inquiries from me, and I'm going to address that in just a minute. But first, if you haven't done so yet, go to our website, eagerresultsradio.com, and get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you accomplish more and to do it in less time. Well, we live in interesting times. We live in times that probably no one around the world ever anticipated we would be living through, encountering, dealing with. And some of the questions and inquiries we've received have been really interesting and not what I actually anticipated. Listen, they've said that there's some really incredible things happening, and this is some of the most the brightest minds around the world today, business and thought leaders, around what's going to happen as we start to emerge from this whole COVID-19 pandemic and the fear and panic that's gripped a lot of a lot of people, a lot of countries. There are some incredible opportunities, that's not to minimize some of the challenges and loss that we have uh, obviously encountered as well. And we've had some incredible interviews over the course of the last two or three months, and I want to shed some light on something. If you are out there in the results, change results community today, and maybe this is your first time listening to one of our shows, I encourage you to do something. Go back and listen to, there's a ton of incredibly amazing information on past shows. For today, make sure you have a pen and a piece of paper or a tablet or computer or whatever it is you use to take notes because we're going to cover some incredible uh, information and cover some ground over the course of the next 30 or so minutes. If you have ever, ever thought about starting something, getting into something, launching something, and then had that question, should I do it now? We're going to talk about that today, and I'm going to be asking our guests some really important questions that you're going to want to know the answers to. I do that on every show, and just like every other show, we are so fortunate and so blessed to have some incredibly amazing talent on the show. Today, I have Jennifer Eurizio. She is incredible. She's the founder and spiritual director of Soul Language. She helps people connect to themselves, to each other, and the divine. Jennifer, welcome to Results Radio. Thank you so much for being here. It is my honor and pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Perfect. Well, please, for our listeners, you and I have had a couple of conversations. Share a little bit about you, a little more about you and what you do. I'm the founder of something called Soul Language, which puts tangibility to the soul and the soul of a business. When people have words to describe their essential nature, it allows them to connect on a deeper level. It allows them to know that they're always safe and to kind of create from a place of wholeness and completeness rather than a place of separation. That's awesome. Thank you. What would you say to somebody if they're sitting at home listening to this, they're driving their car listening to our conversation today, and listen, there are people all around the world listening to this in countries, not just in the United States and Canada, uh, but with our listeners to this show and downloads to the show 
right around the world as well. I know in the UK and Australia and New Zealand and throughout Europe, there are a lot of people listening, but all of us share something in common over the course of the last two or three months. And that is we've encountered some challenges as a result of something we never anticipated. And I alluded to that in the intro, the the whole COVID-19 thing. I know everyone's sick and tired of hearing COVID-19 and coronavirus and all that, but it's had an impact. What do you say to somebody today who's gone through some very significant challenges? Maybe even they've been furloughed or, or laid off and that they're not working and there's some concern and some, some urgency. What do you say to them? Well, first of all, you're human. And of course, going through a challenge is going to activate that feeling of being non-safe. And it's going to bring up all of the stuff that you haven't been dealing with over your lifetime. And even if you're on mm-hmm. a spiritual journey and been working on your stuff, it's still going to bring up stuff. Let's not judge why you're having a panic attack or why you're in fear or why you can't get out of bed in the morning or why you just are feeling very low down by life. And the second mm-hmm. thing I want to say is you have to take a breath. You have to breathe. And then I want you to tune into that place inside of you that's never been hurt, that's never been in a challenge, that knows your whole and complete. And it might be the size of a mustard seed, but if you tune into that little place, And just ask what that little place inside of you that's never been hurt, that knows you're whole and complete, that knows that you are safe, ask that little part of you what it wants you to know. And then I want you just to be in that for a second. This is a challenging time. It's unlike any time that we've ever experienced in history. And with great challenge also comes a huge amount of opportunity and huge amounts of healing and love. So this is an opportunity for everyone to ask for more support in every way and to receive it. I think so often we're used to creating everything we get and receive, meaning it's all up to us. But this is a time that you get to really kind of go, okay, I cannot do it alone. I have to welcome in all of the resources of the universe. So those are a couple things to get people started. And you have to feel what you're feeling. So you can only get one thing done a day, only get one thing done a day. I think so often we want to push ourselves through a situation. This is a trying time and you have to be kind with yourself. I received a phone call and I'll share this very openly. I think that it's a great example. I received a phone call early last week and a gentleman came through our reception and they asked if I had a moment to chat with an individual and I did and I hopped on the phone with somebody who I didn't know who's not, not part of our community, not a client or student. And he said, Sean, listen, he said, I'm 55 years old. I have worked at the same job for 25 years. I had a good job. I have been furloughed or laid off. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? What would you say to somebody if you encountered that? I think that this is an opportunity for them to really go and examine about what they've wanted to do. That maybe this, this is an opportunity for you to create something that's not, has not been created before for yourself. I think the one thing I want them to know is that I hear them and I see them and I understand. And that the same problem that created all of this heartbreak isn't going to solve it. So let's walk you through what it's going to take for you to feel supported again so you can start receiving. And then I would ask that person, what do they love to do? What do they have always wanted to get paid for but were afraid because they were kind of in the same job for 20 years? 
And then we would start to discover about how we can activate and receive those things that he wants to do or she wants to do and receive money. Money is just a divine resource. So I think so often we hand over our power. We think the corporation's in charge of us. We think the job is our safety and it's not. So if you received all of those things, you can receive new things. And even though the situation might look like there's not a lot of pie to go around, there's enough pie to go to everyone. And when you understand that no one's a source for you, everything is just a resource and only source is a source for you. You understand that you can really open up and that life is unlimited, even in challenging times. How do I do that? How do I remain open? That's a big question right now. Yeah, I think it's a practice. It's, it's about keeping tuning in and feeling that place inside of you that's never been heard. It's about asking divine intelligence, your body, to activate the feeling and knowing that you are safe. And if you have to do it 100 times a minute, you do it 100 times a minute. I think people are under this false impression that once you're open, then you're open forever. No, this is a constant practice. So whatever sacred practice helps you feel free, that helps you feel connected, that helps you feel unlimited. Those are the practices that you have to keep doing over and over and over again. So it could simply be tuning in and going, I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. And repeating it like an affirmation, or it can be an activation with divine intelligence. Fill me with the feeling and knowing that I'm safe and make a decision from that safety. It's about being in the flow of it. I would not expect someone to feel in this time frame absolutely, totally open 100% of the time. I do this for a living. I teach spiritual practices for a living. I created a paradigm and I have to keep practicing. So I think that it's about really understanding that you get to keep turning towards that truth. You get to keep turning towards being open, that it's not a set it and forget about it experience of connection. Our pain across the board is pretty boring. We all experience pain the same way. The details might be different, but what's really exciting is about connection. So what would it take for this individual for you to feel connected today? Is it doing a prayer? Is it going out in nature? Is it watching a funny movie? And what I mean by connected, by connecting to that place inside of you that knows that all is well. When we keep looking outside of ourselves for the answers, we're always going to feel like we're kind of on quicksand. Because do, we always have, do all of us have that, that place we know you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, everyone does. I, I believe everyone does, yeah. Okay. That's that little part of the, your essential nature that is, that's actually what soul is. And some of us have that practice to feel more soul within us and that connection deeper. But everyone mm-hmm. has that connection with inside of themselves and their soul. It's just about tuning into it. Changing topics for just a second, how did you, what led you to do what it is you do? Uh, I was asking some really big questions. I was really mad. I was in corporate America and I knew that there was something bigger inside of me. I just didn't know the expression of it. And I was like, okay, I know what my life purpose is, powerful healer and teacher of service in the spotlight. That's great. God, that's what I call my higher power. God, where are my people? What do I do with it? Because I'm really mad. And I just kept asking that question. And before long, I was led to this stepping stone and that stepping stone and that stepping stone. And, and the answers started to really 
appear and the answer started to become tangible. I think most people don't want to move inward because it feels really untangible. But when we start really listening to our central nature, when we start listening to the universe tree, Bob, God, cupcake, and our piece of it, we call that piece soul, it's never going to lead us down the wrong path. It wants us to be happy. It wants to direct us to the happiness. It wants to provide everything for the external to meet up with the internal, which is that place of bliss and and peace. How long have you been serving in this way? Since 2007. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, a long time. How has it been? Because there are people that make make it, that's a, a fairly significant shift to go from working in a senior level role in corporate America to doing what you're doing and, and not necessarily in, in, in a bad way at all. It's just a very significant shift that most, most people don't have the courage to do. How has it worked out for you? I don't think there was any other way. And I don't mean that in a flippant way. One of my soul languages is called Graceful Warrior. So it's action, movement, courage, and grace. And so I'm always going to be warrior in nature and kind of tap into that courage with inside of me. But in, in complete transparency, I was miserable in corporate America. And I was systematically expressing being miserable. And that was shortening my space within corporate America, meaning I wasn't going to be able to actually keep my job for much longer. And just because I was really good at my job and the media loved me, but I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to talk to clients. So I really was in search and pursuit of something happier. I don't know if it takes a lot of courage to be happy. I think it takes kind of a feeling of desperation, actually. I was miserable and I didn't want to be miserable. I didn't want to wake up and feel that dread of having to go to work or not having close people within me. And the courage, where it took courage was to do the follow through. And once you make that leap, they don't tell you this, so I will. Once you make that leap, you can't help but take the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. Once the ball is rolling, right? You're not wrong. Right? You use the term uh, angry and some of these these very emotionally engaged words to describe how you were while you were working, at least towards the end, while you were working within the, the, the realm that we know as corporate America. What were you angry about? Oh, I see, that's the whole thing. I couldn't tell you, right? Mainly, I think now that I reflect back on it, I was angry that people were trying to make a round box square and a square box round. Mm-hmm. And that people were out of integrity. People weren't following their truth. People were mean to each other. And that it didn't seem like anything noble was happening. You think what we're going through today, as far as through COVID-19, that's going to change? You talked about mean and integrity and, and some really, really powerful words. Do you think some of that's going to change as a result of what we're all experiencing right now? Yeah, I think it will change. I think for some, it will change permanently. Some people will be on their good behavior for a while, and then they'll feel the rhythm, and they'll feel safe to, safe again in their complacency, and then they'll go back to their old ways. I think what 
it allows people to really fully understand in a more powerful way. And if they kind of get on this bus, is how they truly want to live their life. What difference do they want to make? What legacy do they want to leave? Something that I've been totally in awe of is that for years, as long as I've been alive, people are like, okay, we've got to save the planet. We've got to save the planet. We're doing all this harm. And humans stop going out every day for about two months. And the planet came back really quickly, right? They're seeing mountain ranges where they haven't seen mountain ranges and cities because of pollution. There are animals on city streets. In my backyard, we have snakes. We have, I mean, like, just like in the backyard. Like, I'm like, were you guys always there? What happened, right? So the planet (laughs) will bounce back fairly quickly, okay? And I'm not saying like, hey, let's go. But what that tells me is, is that if we just change our ways just a little, there's just so much more abundance for us and for the world. And I think that for people who haven't been awake, this is a a way of going, okay, what's really important to me? What do I really want to focus my time and energy on? And for those people who have been on the journey for a while, it's really about fine lining that. How do I want to be more connected? What do I want to personally experience? What am I offering into the relationship field with everything on this planet? Am I being of love? And when I'm not, can I accept myself for not being in love? I like that. That's really well put. Oh, thank you. Listen, this is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchuk. We'll be right back. Stick with us for about the next 30 seconds. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. You and I know you're ready for more, for the freedom that you were promised when you decided to become an entrepreneur. Sean Shuchuk is the number one results coach in the country, and he wants to work with you, but only if you want to achieve real and lasting results. If you want five times or 10 times your income, and to do it fast, if you want that six or seven figure income, visit changeyourresults.com now. Send Sean a message and say, I want real freedom. I want to invest in myself and work with you. Welcome back. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Tuchok. Jennifer, I have a question for you. Thank you, by the way. The first half of today's show has been incredible, and I thank you so much for sharing. But I have a question for you. I get a lot of questions when I speak all over the United States, Canada, some in Europe. And one of the questions a lot of the times is it's around success. And most people's idea of success typically is around money. You've addressed it a little bit. I look at money as a tool. And, you know, our society indicates or dictates maybe that in order to live a certain lifestyle, have a certain level of freedom, be able to help those we care for and love, we have to have a certain level of money. However, that's not really success. In the 1950s, Earl Nightingale defined success this way. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. How do you define success? I define it actually very simple for myself. I define it as a result. So I'm successful every day. Sometimes my results are exactly what I want, and sometimes they're just kablooey. And the original like, tagline was consciously connecting your soul for success, right? 
And I think when I have the definition of a result, I took success, like that pressure of being successful out. And so it allowed me to really see what success truly meant for me. And for me, it's a sense of freedom. If I'm not feeling free in what I'm being and doing, then I'm not going to be successful in my own eyes. And some of that includes wealth, right? It's wealth across the board, financial wealth, wealth of relationships, wealth of health, and really plotting my life that way and taking consciously every or attempting consciously every action that I make in the world, both internally and externally. I believe to co-create with the universe, there's an internal action and then there's an external action. And sometimes they're like the chicken and the egg. So if I want to experience freedom, I ask myself, what do I get to be to experience that freedom internally? And then what do I get to do to experience that freedom externally? And to me, Mm -hmm. the result of that is always success. You talked about affirmations or briefly talked about it, and it's really reprogramming some of the current conditioning we have. Does reprogramming, will that give me the results I want to see if I start to understand that everything in my life is predicated on what's going on in the six inches between my ears and that I can reprogram that? I believe a more of an activation than a reprogramming. So an activation is actually directing this are you on a cellular level to put you in a consciousness? So do you want to try something? Sure. So everyone get on the bus with me, which means if I use words you don't understand, don't worry. Allow your body to do what you what it naturally wants to do. So we're mm-hmm. going to use your divine intelligence, your body, to put you in the consciousness of safety. So here goes. Divine intelligence, fill me with the feeling and knowing that I am safe. Now, for me, I took a deep breath in. My shoulders relaxed. I didn't even know I didn't feel safe, right? Sean, Mm -hmm. anything you want to share? Well, I really like something because what you've done is given somebody practical and applicable, something they can do right now. I get interviewed a lot too, especially it's been incredible over the last two or three months. And one of the things that I've found is uh, sometimes the conversations, they're at a high level. And I know a lot of people, and they come away even from events and seminars, and that uh, Monday morning, it's tough. There's, where do I start? What is that thing I need to be doing or starting with? I like what you've, what you've done in a, in a very, very brief amount of time is given something for someone to do that's practical, that's applicable, that there's a, a result. And if you Thank do you that, that, you're welcome. Thank you. And if you do that, you're, what's going to happen is you're going to change what is known as programming, but you're going to change your cellular memory. So then it goes to safety first rather than the normal fear track that it's been doing. So once you do that, or you continue to do that, or you fill yourself with safety and then make a decision, what you're doing then is you're taking action on that level of consciousness versus reaction, which most of us do. Another thing I always ask myself is, is this, whatever interaction, this expression, is this based on feeling not enough or pain, or is this based on knowing that I'm whole and complete? And if it's not based on I'm whole and complete, then that's where I get to do the internal change work, the internal transformation, and ask why. 
my themes are always the same. Everyone's themes are always the same. Your, your big theme of disconnection doesn't change. Meaning my theme is always not enough and self-worth. So I'm always going to be when I'm in pain and suffering, looking through the world through I'm not enough and I suck. And when people (laughs) understand their big theme, then you go, Oh wait, I'm in my big theme again. Wait, let's pause. Let's reconnect. Let's ask my soul, what do I get to do here? What do I get to fill myself with? What is the truth of who I am? And then take action. And it Mm -hmm. takes practice and it takes pausing. And I think prior to this kind of containment, we have all been moving way too fast and we all feel like things should instantly happen. And I'm right on board with that, being a warrior. And yet when we pause and when we just tune in just for a second, instead of reacting to life, we're going to take action on wholeness and completeness rather than pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Do you think that we as a whole, like society as a whole, especially in the Western world, uh, you talked about moving too fast. Do you think that we need to reset or maybe that's what this has become, this uh, little cha- worldwide challenge that we're all working our way through right now blindly? Yeah, there's a lot of metaphysical mumbo jumbo out there about the virus, right? And I did a live to my community. I was like, listen, stop sending me the emails about what this virus is trying to teach us or tell us. I was like, I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is all internal. Like, I got to find out what it is for me. I think that this is a horrible, horrible, horrible self-correction, meaning humans are ready for something bigger. And mm-hmm. This was a very, way hard way of learning that lesson. So I think that's what it is. I think it's a big, huge self-correction. If there was an easier way that we could have all done this, I assume we would have taken it. This is not the easy way. But humans don't like to do things easy. We're, especially Americans, right? The country was founded on manifest (laughs) destiny, right? Like we're a bunch of rebels. And I think that this is an opportunity for us to utilize that renegadeness for something much greater than what we've been playing with before, right? If we truly want to experience everything that this reality can bestow on us, then we have to not only as individuals, but also as groups to make decisions based on wholeness and completeness and not based on weird power dynamics or separation. Listen, I have a question for you, and I'm very privileged. I get to ask this question of all the amazing folks that I have the privilege to interview here on Results Radio. And every single show that I do, I ask this question. Please, if you would, share one golden nugget with all the listeners, and there's from around the world people that are, that are tuning in and listening to this on all kinds of different platforms. One golden nugget that every single person can wrap their head, heart, and hands around, go out when we finish speaking today and implement it in their lives. It's a really easy one, but it's extremely profound. So each day before you start your day or you leave or you go outside or whatever you want to do, you just tune into your soul or just put your hand on your heart and simply ask yourself, your soul, your divinity, what do you need to know today? Because when we just listen to that one little nugget, 
it will transform our lives. And it could be simply as bring an umbrella and start making little notes so you can also understand how your soul is communicating with you. Because normally we think it should be communicating to us in one way, but it's communicating in to us in a way that actually works with our database. But most of us don't realize that because we want it to be something it's not. You want to see visuals or you want to see colors or you want to read energy and your soul might not be communicating with you that way. So if you just ask that one little question, what do I need to know today? That one question is going to give you a wealth of information. And I like it if you ask it the same day, same question time and time again, you're going to see the different layers of things. You're going to understand how your soul has been communicating with you over and over and over again. Most of the time when I talk to people, they go, oh, I've heard that before. Well, if you've heard it like now 15 times, do you think you might want to start paying attention to it? Do you think it might be important? And I think spiritual transformation, yeah, there are like big golden ticket moments. But what I think is really true is that there's a little, a lot of little mini ticket moments. And so we keep looking for the big golden ticket and we're missing all of the amazing stuff that's happening. And I think so often we, and I, I can tell you I'm guilty of this, we, we draw the line in the sand with God. So can I give a tangible example? Of course. So um, I'm in the car and um, I'm yelling at God. It's like, but God, I want, I want you to prove to me right now like, who I am. And I want you to prove that my dad who passed away knows that got my back. I want proof. And the radio's on and a song comes on that reminds me of my father. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's not proof enough. Like, that was easy. So the announcer comes on and he's like, yeah, thanks for all of the recommendations from all of the nightclubs in the 70s. And he starts listing all these names. And then he goes, and that night, that bar called Brothers Three. Now I'm in my car and I go almost off the road because Brothers Three was the name of my father's bar that I forgot he even had. <laughs> and I went, okay, I get it. I think so often we are convinced that we are alone. No one, University Bob, God, Cupcake, doesn't know who we are. And that's just a lie we tell ourselves because. We like to remain small. So that one question will help you remember how big you are and how connected you are. And then from there, you. you can do whatever you want. Thank you for that. I appreciate it very much. I'm sure everybody listening today does as well. Would you please share with all the listeners at home right now how they can reach out and get in contact with you if they want to? Sure. It's soul language, S-O-U-L, language.us. I answer my own email and I pick up my own phone, which freaks people out, but I do. There's lots of free audios there. There's lots of groovy free stuff. And feel free to ask me any questions. I love questions. Jennifer, thank you so much for being on Results Radio. It's been truly an honor and a pleasure. And I'd love to have you come back again at some point in time in the future. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchok. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't done so yet, please go to our website at Your Results Radio and get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you accomplish more and to do it in less time. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. 
Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show. And visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal. Oh, 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 oh,